You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us here with Marriage Minute Podcast with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears. Yeah. Glad that you can join us again today. Hey, we've got some more great information that we want to share with you. We believe it's transformative in the area of marriage and money. Marriage and money. This is our third and final podcast on this particular topic. That's right. Um, And so we're really excited to share that with you. Also, just to let you know... Um, Not that this is our podcast, but relative to our live stream broadcast, uh, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary for our live stream podcast. So we're really excited about that, and we're thankful for that. And at the the beginning of next year, in January, we'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary for our podcast as well. So really some exciting things taking place, and we give God... All the praise and the glory for that. We thank you that he is sustaining us and giving us a message to share with all of you. Amen. Amen. So, hey, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about um, a couple of things that are foundational. One is stewardship. And the principle there was uh, helping us to really understand and get rooted in us that God is the owner of everything. And we shared scripture about that. And we are his managers. So God has entrusted things to us to be partners with us, to help you know manifest and show his kingdom, not only in our own lives, but to other people's lives. Blessed mm-hmm. to be a blessing mm-hmm. is what the Bible talks that's about. Right. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is unity. Um, you really can't be unified in your thought about money unless you've got the foundational principle, number one, understood about stewardship. That's God's right. the owner, we're the manager. So to really be you know, in unity and to become unified about money and how you view it and what you do with it, um, you've got to have the first. And so those are the first couple of things that we talked about over these last two weeks. And here's the thing, why it's so important. It's so important because money is the number one issue it's the number one issue that married couples fight about. Right. Can you can you believe that? I believe it. So that's like that's why it's been so important for us not only to you know share this on our live stream broadcast, but to bring this to you on our podcast as well because it is a huge issue in marriages, and we don't want that to be an ongoing issue in your marriage. Amen. Amen. So when you have money issues, and we've all had them, like Pastor Richard is saying. You know, there's tension and there's stress and, and struggle in your marriage, and it really doesn't need to be. We've experienced it, and we've come through it, and so we're bringing our experience to you. Um, so in order to have that peace and the thriving in your marriage in regards to money, we've got to shift from the tension and the struggle. And so the last couple of weeks, we've been sharing some things on how you can do that, and This week, we want to share success tips, what you can do to help make you be successful in in marriage and money in the whole situation. So true. But first, as you were saying, and it's very true, you know, we have to understand that God is the owner. We are his managers and we have to surrender our lives and become unified in managing what God has entrusted to us. Yes. So we're in this together. We are partners and we're a team. Yes. Like you said, those first two principles, ownership, stewardship, God owns it all, and mm. surrendering to him and being unified are 
very, very important. Yeah. Then yeah. we can get practical about the steps in walking it out. Exactly. Yeah. Because so, you can't really do what we're going to be talking about today unless you get the first two. That's right. And so that's the most important thing. And you have to get to this place where you believe that you are truly partners. Yeah. You are that's, in this together. That's good. And you're a team. Well, and that you have my back. I have your back. I'm not out to hurt you in any way, shape, or, or form or in regards manipulate. to money or manipulate it. Yeah. So really what you're talking about is the heart. It's the heart. It is a heart. It Money is an object. Money is a thing. Um, what we do with it and how we manipulate it can either be for the better or it can be for worse. Yeah. It can be used for good, good or it can be or used death. for bad. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. So, hey, if you've really grabbed a hold of the first two principles that we've talked about in the previous two uh, podcasts and even our live stream broadcast, you can go back and watch that as well. Um, let's talk about getting practical now. That's let's right. talk about these success tips. Let's do it. But first, I want to read a scripture to you that really is our heart toward you in your marriage. At the end of the day, uh, the Bible does talk about we have to choose life and not death. That's God right. puts it before us. He said, hey, I put blessing and cursing before you. I put life and death before you. Now choose life. Mm -hmm. So you have to choose this. We can't choose it for you, but our heart is for you to really grab a hold of this and that you have this in your own marriage like we have in ours. Mm -hmm. So here's the scripture. Right. comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Paul's addressing the church there in, in Philippi and basically helping them to come to unity in the spiritual matters. That's what he's talking about. But there's an application here when it comes to money because mm -hmm. Jesus talked about money a lot yes. in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. Yes. And so and God talks about money throughout the Bible. So it's an important matter. So here's what our heart is for you. Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. Again, about money. Mm -hmm. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. So it's at this point, it's not about me and my wants, right? It's That's about right. what's good for us. What's what's good for our family, for the team, and That's you right. know, and, and so looking at it from that perspective, and not not having selfish desires and and wanting to get what I want out of it, rather it's it's for the betterment of of the family. So rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. So that helps to really sum up our heart for you, which is really. The heart of what we want you to get. Your heart has to be transformed when it comes to money and how you view money, which is principles one and two. Mm -hmm. Stewardship, understanding that, understanding unity. Mm -hmm. Those things are key and foundational for you to apply these success tips moving forward. Yeah, like like when we were talking about um, submission, you know, as mm -hmm. husbands and wives, wives, you know, it's a mutual thing, you know, but it's not for the husband to lord it over his wife or the wife to lord it over her husband, Absolutely which not. is not biblical. Right. Um, we wow. don't lord money over each other. As we've been stressing uh, and repeating, mm -hmm. it is a partnership. You are on, you should be on the same page. Now we know conversations can be difficult when you're starting out. But we encourage you to just hang in there and stay in there and talk about it. It's about communication. It's about communicating. Like we were saying, we don't, last week, we don't look at money the same way. I'm more of a free spirit. He's more of the nerd. And, and it's okay because even free spirits and nerds can come together and, and sacrifice for one another 
and find a, a middle ground to where they're setting the budget. They're understanding yes. how they look at the money. They they are taking their spouse's input into account, and it's not just about you. Right. That so we want to so just true. jump into number one success tip that we have for you, and and this is I think going to hit home for a lot of people. The the first success tip we have for you is to have a joint bank account. Don't keep things separate. It's not my money. It's not your money. Right. Uh, it ultimately, like we're teaching, it's God's money. Yes. And when you get married um, under a covenant of, with God, in a covenant with God and with your spouse, you become one. The two become one, as mm-hmm. the scripture says. And so many people want this passage read at their uh, weddings, and I don't think they realize that it really encompasses everything in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. The, the two become one. So separate accounts, which we know people that that do this, you know, paying separate bills, like he's going to pay this bill, I'm going to pay that bill, you know, it really creates issues in your marriage. Because mm-hmm. as I was sharing on our on our live broadcast, um, for the lady, for me, as, yeah. as the wife, my husband's insisting we have separate bank accounts. I'm number one suspicious of why. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I'm feeling not protected, not nurtured, not part of this team. Mm-hmm. And so that in and of itself is a problem. But then go deeper with um, he doesn't love me. He might be cheating on me. Why does he want to keep all of those things? Yeah, that because can lead it kind it. of it kind of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cascades. Mm-hmm. So it's not snowballs just about, yeah, snowballs. Yeah. it's not just about money at this point. Mm-mm. So if I, if he's doing, all. if my husband is doing things that are deceitful and, and not trustworthy, then does that apply to other areas of our marriage as right. well? So it doesn't just affect the one, it affects the that all. That would be a natural thought process uh, for me. Abs- for anybody yeah. for that yeah, matter. Absolutely. And so, you know, I mean, wives could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could open up, you know, uh, separate bank accounts, whatever, or they, tr- you know, they're trying to, um, uh, they're just not together on mm-hmm. the whole. It just gives process. a feel, an overall feel and atmosphere in your marriage of we're not connected. You're not unified. I'm not it unified. It goes back to principle it, number two. The intimacy is not there because now we can't, you know, he wants this separate or she wants that. It just creates a chasm, it creates a divide. Mm-hmm that the enemy is going to use to get in there and to, to wreak havoc with your brain and your heart. And and it's just unnecessary, yeah. completely unnecessary. Well, let me say one thing about this whole separate account thing. And and as I was sharing a couple weeks ago in our broadcast, um, a live broadcast, it's, it's really an issue of trust, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You've touched on it already. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that if you still believe that having separate accounts is the right way to go, then I'm, I'm telling you right now, you've got trust issues in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because either, you know, you've it's been hurt indicated. by, you know, past financial issues or it may, may not have been any financial issues. It could have been something else where trust was broken, right? Mm-hmm. So you believe that you have to protect yourself. You have to control the situation. And so you believe that separate bank accounts is the way to go. But I'm telling you, the root matter here that we're talking about is trust. That's right. So rather than use the solution of separate bank accounts, you've really got to solve the root issue. You've got to have some open dialogue and discussion about trust and then rebuild trust as a foundation. Because if you rebuild that as a foundation, as you were already talking about, sweetie, 
that plays out in every area every of the area. marriage every relationship. Area. It's Absolutely. not just in finances. It's in everything. So you've got to deal with the trust issue. That's right. Because all you're trying to do is just this, you know, you're trying to just like cover it up with with the separate bank accounts because it now makes you feel better when mm-hmm. you're not really dealing with the fundamental problem. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So on to su- success tip number two. Number two. So Easy the second say. one is communicate your lifestyle choices, right? So what are we saying here? What we're talking about is let's say, for example, again, we're we're sharing some of this from an American perspective. Okay. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But but hopefully you can take this, you know, for our international audience, you can take this and, and apply that to your situation. So communicate lifestyle choices. Let's just say my wife, as an example, really likes brand name clothing. She likes, you know, Gucci or Michael Kors or whoever the top designer, uh, you know, clothes are or whatever, or designer shoes. She likes all those kinds of things, right? But for me, I could care less. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm fine going to a place that's like a thrift store. That's not me, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, she's not. No, I'm not like that. But I'm okay going to a thrift store, finding something that looks nice, it's less expensive, and, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still well-dressed in my perspective, right? I'm not trying to look cheap. Frumpy or cheap. Yeah. 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 but, But anyway, the point is, is that we have to talk about these things. Why? Because at the end of the day, the reality has to come in Mm -hmm. that... We only have a certain amount of income mm-hmm. that we get to live off of, and we can't spend money frivolously mm-hmm. on expensive clothing when we don't have the budget to support that. Amen. And so that's the reality check that's got to come in here. We have to be realistic about what we can afford, and we have to talk about these that's things. That's right. That's the key. Would that's you right. like? To, was there anything else you wanted to add to that as far as the lifestyle choices? I just think the biggest thing is communication and like you're saying, um, my lifestyle preferences and your lifestyle preferences can be different Mm -hmm. and it's really okay that they're different. Mm -hmm. Um, I can appreciate your differences and you can appreciate my differences, but like, like you were saying, the key thing here is to communicate, 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 talk about the money issue. Talk about it weekly. Talk about it daily if you need to and understand the reality of your situation. You are in a a certain situation. It's unique to you Mm -hmm. and we are. That's unique to us. And what we're talking about, the Bible calls us as calls us out as lenderers and not borrowers. We lend to, we don't borrow from. Mm-hmm. If you really want to diligently seek after the Lord, you know, get your debt paid off, live debt free, and then be a lender to others. That's what God calls us to be the head and not the tail. We are lenders, not borrowers. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to live above our means simply because I want that designer bag, then I'm being very selfish with our finances and our money, and God's not going to bless that. Well, plus you're bringing stress into the marriage. Absolutely. You're bringing bringing now arguments. Absolutely. Because, hey, we've had a discussion about our lifestyle choices, and yet you're still choosing to do that. So marriage, at the end of the day, is about compromise. Exactly. And so that's what we have to understand. And, you know, if I understand that you like a designer bag, that doesn't mean there may be some time in the future that we may have some additional money. And as a blessing to you, I want to get you that thing because I know Absolutely. that's something that you appreciate and you like. Absolutely. It may not happen every time. Right. But when there's, you know, that extra that's that's it, available. It can't be a way of doing things. It's not we'll a way of life. It's, it's, step, it's an opportunity but... to be a blessing to mm-hmm. you when that time arrives. Amen. So here's a, here's a key statistic. 
Um, and it's, it's, again, this is from an American perspective, but 54% of great marriages talk about money weekly or even daily. And that's mm-hmm. what you were talking mm-hmm. about when it comes Absolutely. to communication. So 54% of great marriages talk about money weekly or even daily. And then if I can add a little point yeah. there mm-hmm. that just came to me. Yeah. Um, and when you talk about the money thing daily, because, you know, some of you might think, gosh, I can't handle the stress of talking daily uh, about money with my husband. But you can get to that place because money doesn't have to be an emotional thing. Right. There's a reality, like we're saying, to your budget. There's a reality of what you're bringing in currently. Um, and so it can just be a matter of fact uh, conversation mm-hmm. where he has my heart, I have his heart, and he understands that I see money differently, and I understand that he does. And so that daily conversation can start getting better and better and better mm-hmm. um, to make it great conversations about money because you guys are on the same page. Exactly. So jumping into to success tip number three, mm-hmm. kind of uh, is a little little nod back at success tip number two. Don't hide what you buy. Right. Uh, this can happen with guys in golf clubs or ladies and maybe their golf clubs. I don't want to like. Or ladies you know, going out and having a spa day. Spa day or massages or, or hobbies or whatever, whatever, you know, it is. God wants you to enjoy your life. He wants to give you good gifts. And, and so it's not that we're saying you can't do anything and you can't have any fun. What we're saying is you can't go out and shouldn't go out and open up another credit card in your name only, or open up a checking account in your name only, Mm -hmm. and start tucking money away and putting it in those accounts, and then using those accounts and not being upfront and honest with your spouse about what you're buying or what you're doing. Right, because that's, can I, if I can add here, that speaks to a heart issue, right? Back to the heart issue. You're not getting principles one and two, Mm -hmm. which is the foundational piece, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a heart problem because you want what you want. I'm just, I'm being honest with you. I'm trying to help you right now. Um, Bring this to light. Mm -hmm. If you don't die to that selfishness and the selfish attitude and get your heart right about it, then you're just going to continue to have stress and arguments and all of those kinds of, no harmony in your marriage. That's what's going to continue. So you've got to get this heart matter right. Absolutely. Uh, And really, you know, we we talk about, you know, when we say the term unfaithful, you know, most people think about adultery or infidelity and all of that. But you can also be, have an adulterous spirit or if you will, um, towards your unfaithfulness in in your finances. Right. You know. It doesn't uh, have to be an affair. It it doesn't have to be an affair. You, because, you know, the emotions behind it um, are the same. Yeah. You're you're sneaking around. You're Mm -hmm. hiding things. Uh, man, I mean, you can see if you how think the trust gets impacted. The trust is impacted, and if you think the emotional ramifications on the person, your spouse, that it's happening to, are any less severe than an adulterous relationship or something that happened, you know, it can hit just as hard. Yeah. Because betrayal is betrayal. A heart is shattered and broken for tons of different reasons. Of course. And and this is one of them. So one in three. People who argue with their spouse about money confess that they've hid purchases from their spouse. One in three. That's 33%. Yeah, yeah. So what wow. we're saying is a it, big number. it's crucial to be open and honest about any side checking or side savings account or credit cards that you've opened from this point forward. Bring it out to the table. Or any Come purchases. On. Any you know? purchases. It's time to yeah. own up to the truth. Clear the air. Grow up out there. Be a t- mature adults. And restore this financial trust again. Absolutely. That is so critical. It is. So that leads us to the fourth and final success tip we want to share with you today. 
set expectations together. Expectations are huge. Now, we've had uh, live broadcasts and even our podcast has covered expectations in detail. I think we had five or six lessons about oh, expectations. Gosh, maybe even eight. So here's what happens. You know, when it comes to money and marriage, unmet expectations can cause a lot of oh, conflict. Yes. Now, we've talked about the different kinds of expectations. Let me just rattle those off quickly. Again, go back and listen to our podcast or our live stream broadcast for the detailed teachings about this. But basically, there are four types of, ex, uh, of expectations. One is unconscious. We just don't know that we have them. Maybe it's something we learned in childhood from our family. We brought into the marriage. And we have this expectation that's just unconscious. It just comes out because we saw what our dad did, our mom did, or how our parents mm-hmm. did with money. And so that's what that is, unspoken. Well, I, I have an expectation that's in me, and I actually I know about it, but I don't say anything to you about mm-hmm. it. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, unagreed upon expectations. That's another one that is just huge. Which means you may have talked to me about it, but we didn't have a conversation and agreed upon, like, I'm not agreeing with you on this, but you walk away from the conversation and say, well, we talked about it, so it must be okay. Yeah, so I basically <laughs> say, okay, on, on, on a monthly basis, um, you know, I, I like to play golf. So, you know, I want to I budget $200 a month to go play golf each month, right? And she has a hobby she wants to do. But again, um, number one, we don't have the income to support that. And so um, because I think I told her that, mm-hmm. that I'm going to budget $200 a month to go and play golf, uh, she never agreed to it. So an expectation isn't an expectation until it's agreed upon. That's right. Right? Now, that, again, this is kind of a frivolous matter. Uh, it's an unimportant matter. I mean, it may be important to some people, but I'm just saying in the grand scheme of life and being able to live on a daily basis, it's not a huge thing. But I'm using this as an example that if I say something to my wife that I'm going to spend money on a budget for it, but she doesn't agree to it, that doesn't mean it's an expectation, right? So these these unmet expectations causes conflict. Mm-hmm. It's the quickest way to feel dissatisfied with your spouse when you expect things to go a certain way, and then in, in reality, it's a lot different. Oh, yeah. So that's a huge problem. So... You know, one example of an expectation would be like children. So let's say Don and I aren't aren't on the same page when we go to a store and we go shopping and we take our children and our children are always demanding that we buy them the next toy or something at the store mm-hmm. when we go, right? Well, if we haven't co- had a conversation about that and I have one opinion about it and she has another and we end up getting something, well, then I may be upset. Why? Because we have an unmet expectation. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. So mm-hmm. that's one example. Another might be. Another might be that um, you know when you're first married, a newly married couple, um, you might say within one of you might feel within the first year that you want to have your own home. You want to buy your own home and not rent. Um, and so that time comes and it doesn't happen. And so now you have this unmet expectation that's going to bring conflict in. And I think you shared something really cool mm-hmm. when we did the live <laughs> broadcast that like hey. It, Six months before the one-year anniversary, um, I'm starting to see that this isn't going to happen. And so now your frustration begins to build at that si- even at that mm-hmm. six-month point prior to because you're seeing now that it's not going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. And so now but we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. So now it's an unmet expectation. You're upset. You know, you're bringing that in. It's arguments. It's like you're not making enough money. You're not doing this to make my dream come true. When there's never and at the anniversary celebration dinner, it all goes south because I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> right. So uh, you can see how these unmet expectations, not talking about them, the different types of expectations can bring about a lot of trouble and frustration. Mm-hmm. So don't let your unrealistic expectations also that's another type of expectations pave the way for money and marriage problems that's right now listen to these statistics 94 percent of great marriages discuss their money dreams these big things which are like major vacations buying homes i mean cars those are big things whatever the major thing is for you and in your life yeah in marriage those big things need to be talked about yeah. so that they're understood by both of you. And you're both working and agreeing that that's what you're trying to do. And prayed about together. Exactly. Pray about your big dreams. Call those in to being into your life. Yeah. And then the, the other statistic is, you know, 45% of marriages that are in crisis. So they're really struggling. They're arguing all the time, whatever. They don't talk about their money dreams mm-hmm. because it ends up being an unmet expectation. One has it. One doesn't. The other has something about another big money dream that it's never been talked about. So now you're just in crisis all the time because you're, you're not talking about what your your big expectations are and what you're hoping to see happen in your future and in your marriage. Exactly. And I think the thing we're, we're really pushing here is the more you talk about it, the easier it's going to be to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a little bit of a struggle starting out talking about it, but the more that you hear your spouse's heart and they hear your heart, and the more that you understand that you guys are a team and have each other's back, the easier those conversations are going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about money now, even though it's, even if it's something that I want and you're like, well, it's just not there right now. I can be, oh, okay, you know, with it. I can be disappointed, but I'm not going to take that out on you, right? right? So those conversations are getting easier and easier and easier when we talk about them. Right. So, yeah. So we want to leave you with one last scripture, Ecclesiastes 5.10, mm-hmm. which really kind of brings home the whole money and heart issue, I think. Right. So money doesn't have you. You know, that's the key thing here. And things don't have you. Yes. It's okay to have money. It's okay to have things, Absolutely. but you don't want them to have you in exactly. your heart. So yeah. Ecclesiastes 5.10 NIV it says, whoever loves money never has enough. Right. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Yeah. And that comes from the wisest man who ever lived um, that we read about in the Bible. That's from Solomon. Uh, King David's son. And mm-hmm. so he asked for wisdom. God said, I'll give you everything. But he asked God for wisdom, and God gave him wisdom and said, Because you asked me for wisdom, I'll give you all the treasure of the earth. Mm-hmm. So this man understands. Exactly. And that's why he penned these words mm-hmm. for us to to have the wisdom to operate by. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we leave you with today is that that's Amen. a powerful scripture. And we hope that this series on money and marriage has yeah, had a great impact on great, your life and a transformation impact. on your life and marriage. And so Hey, we love you guys out there. Thanks for listening in again. And we look forward to joining with you again in the upcoming episodes. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.